0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+.
1: The 6 o'clock six-pack. With Dave Mann. News Radio 610 WTVN.
0: If you cannot get enough football talk... Buckeye Rewind will be on after the six-pack this evening, recapping Saturday's game against Cincinnati and a look around the Big Ten and, of course, the upcoming game against uh, Indiana. So don't miss Monday night. Uh, coming up tonight, Buckeye Rewind from Elite Body and Laser. And uh, that'll be at uh, uh, at 7 tonight. So uh, you can get more of your Buckeye talk there. Um, we're going to talk on the six-pack tonight. Um, I'll just ask you the question. Um... Our, our parents, <laughs> whether it's club sports or high school, are parents that sit in the wrong fan section just looking for trouble. Do you, do you think there, there might be a couple of people that are ignorant as to where that they should sit? But when you show up, at, especially in high school, uh, when you show up and there is a side that is uh, typically the big, nice grandstand is for the home team and the smaller stands on the other side's uh, quite often not quite so nice that's for the visiting team the opposing team and yeah you know you might find out that on occasion those stands well gee they may face directly into the setting sun or uh, you know that, that there's a little home cooking going on there that's why it's home field advantage right so is it really that can you not be expected to prepare accordingly. that That's why I bring a ball cap and, and, a, and a pair of sunglasses just in case. You walk in with it and you go, yeah, we're facing directly into the sun. I would never imagine showing up at a sporting event, especially when it's specifically you know, demarcated where, where people are, should sit and sit where you're not supposed to sit. It happens in club soccer all the time. You approach the field and you look at it and you go, okay, our team is uh, directly across, because both benches are on the same side in soccer, right? And so, uh, at least in, in youth sports. So you look across the field and you go, okay, my kid's team is either to the left of the midfield or the right of the midfield, and then you sit accordingly. And you'll always find that there's these parents that plop down right in the middle where they're not supposed to be, or even with high school, they're going over to uh, the, the stands, and sitting in the stands, they're not supposed to be. Are they intentionally looking for trouble? What do you think?
1: The six o'clock six pack with Dave Mann, News Radio six ten WTVN.
0: As we move into September, and what's usually the best time of the year? I mean, the weather. Don't mind the uh, the hot days as long as it gets nice and cool in the evening. That's always good. And of course, this is the time of the year where high school sports has kicked in. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking tonight uh, our parents that sit in the wrong fan section just looking for trouble. We've had uh, with, with my son's uh, soccer team, there's been two home games already this season where parents from the opposing team were made to move. Uh, in one case, it was right before the game started. And in the other case, there was a call made on the field. And uh, some of the parents, uh, well, I should say uh the, the call on the field was against the home team. So, of course, the people sitting in the homestands uh, thought they got the raw end of the deal. The visitors who were sitting in the homestands thought that uh, it was a justified call. So I wouldn't say things got nasty. There was a little uh, lousy call. That was a good call. That was a lousy call. Well, that was a good, yeah, there was a little bit of that going on. And in in that particular occasion, the ref actually stopped the game, came over uh, across the track, came up to the stands and said, you people got to move and you got to go sit in the visitor's side and uh, the, the game will not continue until you do that. Now, of course, if you're not wearing team colors, you can probably get away with it. But again, I, I don't get the mentality of why people intentionally go sit in the wrong side and then want to argue calls and get into it with, with fans of, it just would never occur to me to do that. The road games that we've played this year, uh, I'm more than happy to go sit on the visitor side like I said before, typically the stands are smaller. Typically, they're not as nice. And you know what? Sometimes, yeah, you plunk down and you go, crap, the sun's going down and uh, we're staring straight in. That's just the way it goes. And so you need to, you know, like I said, bring a ball cap, bring some uh, sunglasses. And, and I heard more than one uh, parent remark, well, we're sitting over here because we don't want to stare into the sun. <laughs> too Too bad. That's tough. So get up and move. And then in the other occasion, uh, it was before the, uh, the game even got underway. The, uh, well, I should say before the varsity game got underway. And the opposing team came across the field and approached the, uh, the fans from the visiting school and said, Hey, you, got, you guys, you got to move. You got to get up and go to your side of the field. And so there was some hemming and hawing and grumbling, and, and they picked it up. And, and most of them moved. Some of them did not uh, they were friends with some of the other people there, and and there was no altercation or issue that ensued. So I, I think in one of those situations, it's probably you know you keep your mouth shut, and uh, and things are hunky dory. But do you do that? Do do you go and intentionally sit on the other side of the field? For, and, and if you do that, why do you do that? I really would like to get inside the mind. Of, of people that are, are you really that oblivious that you don't get it. Now, if you go to a major, a professional sporting event, yeah, you you just sit wherever. I think typically in bowl games, they try to kind of section off the sides, uh, you know, for the two teams. So you can sit with like-minded fans. But of course, if you're, you know, getting resale tickets, you could end up sitting anywhere. So, you know, yesterday, for example, you know, it, at the Browns game, you saw a smattering of of Titans fans. There, there is no specific Titans section uh, for yesterday's game. You're just you're going into and and even then, when you're going into the uh, the belly of the beast, when you're going to a game on the road, are, are you all decked out in in the other team's colors? <laughs> Because even then, it's like, if you are, you, you better be polite. Because aren't you just asking for it? Aren't you asking for a long afternoon of abuse and stuff thrown at you, whether it's beers or uh, or batteries or, or, or God knows what? Um, I, I've done some road games before, being a Viking fan, and we have worn our colors, but usually very respectful. And most of the time, if you're respectful to those fans, they're respectful right back. Used to know a guy who was a uh, hardcore Steelers fan, and he was going to uh, Steelers-Browns in Cleveland. This, this was many years ago, and he was insistent that he was going to wear his uh, Steelers garb. You know, when you're, when you're talking a, a rivalry game like that, again, I think you're, unless you're traveling in a pack, you're just kind of asking for trouble. So sure enough, he goes to the game. Uh, Steelers smoke the Browns. Uh, at one point, he gets up to go use the bathroom. Um, Browns fans uh, won't let him out of the bathroom. Kind of tried to insinuate he had to fight his way out. Eventually, he got out without getting roughed up. And then as they're walking out to the, uh, the car after the game, uh, wearing their Steelers garb, and uh, Browns fans are getting into the, uh, the face of his wife and calling her. Now, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry that that happened to you. But what did you think was going to happen? And uh, like I said, I think in a lot of cases, people just flat out bring it on themselves. Let's grab Brent. Brent, thanks for calling the six-pack tonight. How do you come down on this, Brent?
2: Well, you know, I used to uh, coach Little League soccer and my son's soccer team. And, yeah, we had to stop a game or two because parents were on the wrong side, causing a commotion, bothering other parents. Same with, uh, I've learned my lesson. I'm a huge Tennessee Titans fan. Went down there for a game and had a little too much to drink and started picking, well, not picking fights, but yelling and taunting Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals fans and, learned to keep my mouth shut. This was a couple of years ago. Did you get popped? And, did, did somebody Yeah. Did no, get... I was I was just embarrassed because the people who uh I was yelling at were two rows down from us at that game and Titans ended up losing horribly. And um so at the end of the game they're like, "Really? <laughs> all that all that crap and and you still ended up losing?" Right. So I was humbled a little bit.
0: Going back to the uh, the kids' soccer issue and, and uh, the parents on the sidelines, do you think, um, in, in your opinion, are those parents looking for trouble or, or do you think they're ignorant? They really just don't know where they're supposed to sit or
2: what? I think it's about half and half. Some of them are looking for trouble and um, some of them don't know where to sit. And when it comes to... Little League Soccer, where it's not clearly marked, I think the uh, rec associations or whatever, youth associations, ought to do something to clarify that a little bit. Okay. And I mean, most of it,
0: it's it's common sense, though, don't you think? I mean, my team yeah, is sitting either. on this side of the field, so I'm going to sit on this side. And what, what I noticed, too, I'm not saying it never happens in this regard, uh, when when my son played, uh, you know, Little League baseball, there were a couple of very minor instances. But why is it in baseball people can figure out where to sit? You go, OK, our kid's dugout is here. We're going to sit behind it. Um, kind of the same thing. But Like I said, I think people are just looking for trouble sometimes.
2: Right. Absolutely. I mean, we you do have the occasional grandparent or parent who shows up late to like maybe a soccer field and. That half of the their team's um, side of the soccer field is full of, of parents already, but then you just sit behind them. Yeah. But those parents were the ones that would just automatically go to the other side. Hey, and Brent, like,
0: I got I got a jump, but thank you very much for your sure. call. Much appreciated. If you want to chime in, 821 wtvn eight hundred six ten 800-610-WTVN.
1: The 6 o'clock six-pack.
0: Well, I thought we'd take a few moments just to grumble. About football in general. Now, Buckeye fans, do you have anything to grumble about after pasting Cincinnati? Well, not in that respect, right? But the team did lose a little uh, footing in the uh, in the rankings. Uh, Browns fans, um, Josh, and I'm I'm not trying to pile on. We just haven't. Oh, I know. We haven't spoken at all yet today. So, no, you're right. Um, I haven't had a chance to what what. What was going on in your head yesterday?
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. I've been here before so many times. Never with that level, high level of expectations, but just... <sighs> I Here's when I knew it was all going to go downhill. When that idiot kicker missed the extra point and they went up. It's like, really, we had this battle all preseason. Who's going to be the kicker? Who's going to do this? Da-da-da-da. They finally settle on the rookie they drafted in the fifth round out of Oklahoma, and what does he do? After not missing a single extra point the entire preseason, he misses the extra point on the opening touchdown drive. I <laughs> looked at my buddies, and I was like, <laughs> I go, you know where this is going. And they're like, no, no, it's different. It's the Odell Beckett, da, da, da. And then when I got it to 15-13, you're like, okay, they got the kinks worked out. This is all going to be good. And then it was like, Watching them score three touchdowns in such a short amount of time, I, yeah.
0: Well, I, I don't know what's up with these kickers. And, you know, my team, the Vikings, have had their issue with kicking over the years. It's sure. cost them playoff games. They 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 gave up a draft pick, brought in this guy from, I think it was Norway. Uh, they gave him a shot. Uh, he, he just couldn't get it done, so they cut him loose. And the New York Jets picked him up. And he missed a uh, point after, and he missed an, uh, a field goal in yeah, yesterday's didn't game. The
1: Jets lose by one. They point? They lost
0: by one point. <laughs> so, I mean, he's damaged goods. I, I don't know if they're going to hang on to him, but it, it just yeah. it, it blows my mind. We
1: can't kick a football anymore in this league. I,
0: I don't get what what is the seismic difference, and it, it's not just a couple of teams; it's widespread. Across, league. all right. Well, you know what? I, I got a couple more things I want to pick your brain about football-wise, and if anybody wants to call and complain about their football world, even even going with the Buckeyes, right? They, they slid what two notches. I, I don't get why people get so upset about it. it. It's week two. If the Buckeyes just win, everything will take care of itself. They'll be in the final four. They'll make the college playoff. I, I, it, it always uh, blows my mind why people. Work themselves into such fits when when it's the second week of the season and you slid down uh, two positions. Everything, if they do what they're supposed to do, everything's going to be just fine. We'll get news with Allison Wyatt in the newsroom and back to the Six Pack News Radio six ten WTVN
1: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by
1: loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Six O'clock Six Pack with Dave Mann. News Radio 610 WTVN.
2: We'll
0: do a little more football grumbling here in a minute. Something I just wanted to touch on real quick. Allison was doing the story about the uh, the heroes from Dayton being recognized in in uh, at the White House, and uh, Dayton Mayor Nan Whaley. Not happy, she says uh, that Trump didn't want them there for the officer ceremony. She said we emailed and said, "Hey, we'd be happy to come," and they said that they didn't want us there, so we did not go. We were not invited.
1: Wait a minute, they, I, no, hang hang <laughs>
0: on, hang on, I, I just don't let let me finish, man. I'm
1: sorry, 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 my <laughs> I can bad. see you frothing at the mouth, sorry, and, and sorry, there's a Dave, glare on the show. window. No,
0: no, no, it's it's cool. I just we're both we we're both thinking the same thing. Uh, she says we were not invited. Uh, she said, I think they told my senior policy aide it's not going to work out this time. You know, I, I get that, that they were barely on Air Force One when when Trump came to town. And, and I think it was Sherrod Brown and Nan Whaley were, were already saying <laughs> kind of bad mouth Trump before he even got out of town. And even before he got there. They were she she had nothing good to say and she was really hacked off. And and I I get part of the anger when he said Toledo by accident when referring to Dayton, especially in such a an issue like that. I mean, come on. You got to know what city you're talking about. oddly enough, this story comes from the Toledo Blade.
1: (laughs) Well chosen source. So,
0: yeah, anyway, go go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. I also believe at one point there were people, uh, I believe the city leaders say he was not welcome there. Yeah. He wasn't welcome to come. Meanwhile, when he visited Miami Valley Hospital and all the pictures came out and there's people of all different backgrounds smiling, excited, the president is visiting, even in a time of tragedy, just happy that the leader of the free world came to show support uh, she's out of her mind the double standards is just have they no shame Have you no shame? all right well thank you I, okay feel better? <laughs> I did better than I did watching the browns. <laughs> all
0: right let's go back to that Let, let's go back to the browns game being you're a, I, I'm flipping back and forth I uh, I don't subscribe to NFL ticket but if you have direct TV, they give you the first week of NFL ticket for free. They're trying to bait you in. So I was happily watching Vikings Falcons. All right. And I'm going back and forth during the commercial breaks to see what the Browns are up to and stuff. Um, one thing I notice during that, and it might've been on during the Viking game too, but it's all of the Baker Mayfield commercials. When they go out and when they lay an egg, like they did, he throws three picks in the fourth quarter. Uh, they're, they're penalized 180-some-odd penalty yards. And, and you see nothing but commercials for, uh, what is it, DraftKings? Hulu. Hulu. And uh, what, what was the, what's the one where he's starting up the lawnmower?
1: I, at this point, I, I forget. Okay. They all blur together. But as
0: a, as a fan of the Browns, does that drive you over the edge to see all of that stuff and then go,
1: you,
0: you can do all these TV endorsements, but you can't. Pay attention to the game plan.
1: Apparently, yes. I'm not going to lie. There was no doubt that it was. He's been chirping (laughs) all off season. He's been a. He's bought up feeling dangerous. uh, Feeling dangerous. He's selling shirts with dangerous on him and his number. And I'm just telling you, it's it was enough, and enough's enough. And I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't. I don't want to see another commercial. I don't want to hear any more funny little cutesy one liners from Freddie Kitchens, the new head coach. I mean, shut, put up or shut up. And if you're not going to shut up, then you're going to lose the fan base. And I've never. Well,
0: go th- ahead. Th- them losing that game yesterday is. And I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. It's only one game, there's 15 more to go. But even last week, talking with Doug LeMarise, I said, you know, they play six games before they get their bye. I said if the Browns are sitting at 3 and 3 at that buy point you got to feel pretty good about it. He said uh, maybe more like 4 and 2. Okay, fine. Everybody I think expected that that game yesterday was going to be a gimme. And it wasn't. So now they go on the road to the Jets who are, you know, fuming because their kicker cost them a, a game by one point. Uh, they, they've got to play the Ravens yet. They've got, uh, I believe, the Rams Seattle, are coming in. Rams, Seattle,
1: 49ers, Man, yep. It,
0: it could be real bleak, real quick out of the shoot here. It, it, you know, like I said, when you drop that opening game, I think everybody. I thought that they were going to beat the Titans. I, I no idea that they'd get shellacked by thirty.
1: And they have been. They they're already put behind the eight ball, and and this is without. A doubt in my mind, maybe not everybody listening agrees, this is a must-win game a week from tonight against the New York Jets. They have to win that game. <laughs> well, yeah. but let's no, look I, at their history. Once it. that snowball starts rolling negative in Cleveland, it gets real negative.
0: Did you get any satisfaction out of the Pats whooping on the Steelers last night?
1: Little bit, especially when the Steelers had that play where <laughs> the <laughs> entire
0: O line gets called for being offside.
1: Yeah, false start on the entire offensive line up <laughs> the center. Whose but fault? It was, it was his fault because he didn't know the snap count. So yeah. yeah, that was. I mean, there was a little bit of you know Schadenfreude there, but I don't want to have to feel that. I I kind of I kind of would think it'd be really cool if it came down to the end of the season. The Browns and the Steelers were fighting it out for the division and, you know, winner take all or something like that. That would be much more enjoyable than Uh, to have to sit there and, yeah.
0: How about Beckham wearing a $350,000
1: watch? Okay, can I clarify? It was only $250,000 according to Adam Schefter. All right. But maybe there's another source out there. Uh, Okay, let, let,
0: let, let me rephrase my question he's a knucklehead (laughs) what's Odell Beckham doing wearing a $250,000 watch in an NFL game
1: what Odell Beckham has pretty much done his whole career isn't that
0: a violation Uh, like an equipment violation yes
1: it is absolutely as a matter of fact he is uh, had a little chat apparently uh, (laughs) the NFL front office has called uh, the Browns and also talked to OBJ personally um, I think it's been made very clear to him he does it again $250,000 $250,000 is not going to be just his watch. It might be the fine he gets.
0: And this just and it looks like uh, the Ravens have scored again on Miami. <laughs> uh, 59 to 10? Are you kidding me? That, I, you never oh see NFL God. games get into the 50s.
1: What? Lamar, Very rarely. Everyone sat there and said, Lamar Jackson can't pass. He's a running quarterback. He can't. I believe he was five. 17 to 20 for 300 and some yards and five touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, he can't pass. You're right.
0: And, and the Bengals, got to give them some credit. I, who would have thought that that would be a one-point game in Seattle?
1: Only thing I can point out about that is that Zach Taylor, their new head coach, was the Rams offensive coordinator. So the Rams and Seahawks play in the yeah. same division. So he probably was a little familiar with Seattle. So hmm, knew that's my theory.
0: Okay. Well, good stuff. I, I appreciate it. We got a couple more things to touch on, and then we'll get into uh, Buckeye Rewind at 7. Six pack coming back. News Radio 610 WTV.
1: The Six O'Clock Six Pack with Dave Mann.
0: This whole uh, Popeyes uh, chicken sandwich thing. Is a manufactured crisis because I don't know if we talked about this last week. There's a popular DJ with the kids. Uh, he's, uh, his name is Diplo. I would think he'd come up with a better name than that. But anyway, Diplo, he, I guess he dated uh, Katy Perry at one time. He put a pic last week on Instagram of him standing in front of a Popeye's plane holding bags from the restaurant with the caption, Popeye's heard I wanted to try their sandwich, so they sent me some in a jet. Wendy's, your move. Now, number one, you do not mess with the Wendy's Instagram account, because whoever runs that is wicked. But anyway, so there's mysteriously enough chicken sandwiches to send to Diplo, and then now uh, the uh, Little League World Series champions, they met with Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards yesterday, and they got some swag, And of course, uh, they also got fed Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Uh, the, uh, the governor tweeted, the only place in the world you can get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So they continue to get a little pub out of it, but they still make it hard to find the dang thing. So uh, I think at some point people are going to just stop pursuing it and go, screw it. You, you guys had a... A mountain of marketing momentum that has kind of gone by the wayside. All right. Alec Baldwin. Um, I, I can't stand him, but he's one of my favorite actors. I, I can't stand his politics. I can't stand him. Uh, the stuff that you read, the way he treats his daughters, uh, he just doesn't sound like a very decent human being. Over the weekend, he was in Los Angeles to get roasted. And this is going to be good. Uh, I think so. Comedy Central uh, roast was uh, was this weekend. It will be September 15th when we get to see it. And uh, he got skewered. Uh, number one, his daughter lit him up by saying it's not easy to be the daughter of an iconic movie star. But I'm not here to talk about my mom and her Oscar. <laughs> her mom being Kim Basinger. Uh She says, Mission Impossible is what I call getting my dad to apologize. So a good rip from the daughter. Uh, Sean Hayes, I don't know who Sean Hayes is, says, Don't worry, Alec. Nothing said here tonight will be meaner than what you said on your daughter's voicemail. That's a good rip. You remember hearing that? I mean, he was all kinds of hacked off at his daughter. Triumph, the insult comic dog, said, What was it like to play Donald Trump? All that anger. All that narcissism. How did you dial it down? <laughs> Classic Jeffrey Ross, who's kind of the king of those roasts, says uh, what most people don't realize is that for the last three years, Trump has been doing an impression of Alec Baldwin. And then this one, man, this is uh, this is wicked. Nikki Glazer. again, don't know who that is, but uh, she said Stevie Wonder sees his sons more than you do. I know being a new mom is hard, but even Casey Anthony knows the current location of her daughter.
1: Oh, wow. Wow
0: is right. So that is
1: now that is I'm sorry, but that is what roast used to be about.
0: That is wicked. So uh, if you want to catch those uh, in their natural context, September 15th, the uh, the comedy roast of Alec Baldwin on the uh, on Comedy Central. So you can look forward to that one. Now, what else we got here? We a 13 year old boy solved a cold case file with his GoPro camera. The boy spotted something just below the water in a lake near his family's cabin. He took his camera and, and the police to the scene and went underwater to take a look. They discovered there was a car that belonged to a woman who vanished years ago. Now, here's the kicker. Police pulled the vehicle out of the water and are inspecting it. They don't feel that any foul play was involved and will continue to investigate. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Uh, no. She's no. missing, car found, submerged, and they don't think uh, that there's any wrongdoing.
1: I, uh, they, must be, they must work for <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's former associates. <laughs>
0: It's Barney Fife and company in control there. All right, hey, you want to talk more football? Stay right where you are. Buckeye Rewind coming up. A look around at the Big Ten. Uh, the Bucks from last Saturday. The Bucks uh, preview of this coming Saturday. From uh, Elite Body and Laser and Dave Metzold and Eric Reeser, your hosts coming up next. Buckeye Rewind News Radio six ten WTVN.